0: Nazi sexy. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the Native Americans. Oh my God. <laughs> I have a poster of Jesus holding a Glock and it's turned to the side. There's nothing more inspirational than that, my friend. <sighs> oh, I'm hard. I'm just hard, but I say, I take your point, sir. It's <laughs> hot. Kim, I'm going to kill you.
1: <laughs> Welcome back yeah. to uh, the Renaissance episode 98. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, and whatever, um, whatever. Shut, shut, shut I the fuck s- up.
0: Because of you, I because of s- your s- clips, shut up. Because of your clips, I can never run for office. I just want you to know that. Dog catcher, president, and everything in between. I'm fucked. Thank you for the mm. second half of my... Please continue. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean mm. to. I just had to get that out.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to um, get into your favorite subject, sodomy, in this uh, episode. Start off with that. Um, on the 7th of April, 1492, right. Um Just uh, over a day before Lorenzo's death, that uh, we mentioned at the end of the last episode, the death of Lorenzo Magnificent, um, a letter written by a 25 year old man named Niccolo de Braccio Giucciardini. Fuck, (laughs) let me start that again. Niccolo de Braccio Right. Uh, wrote a letter to his cousin, Piero Giucchiardini, talked about the degree of panic that the city of Florence was experiencing over the crackdown on sodomy. Yeah. That didn't seem to be the biggest
0: problem, but go ahead. Sorry.
1: Niccolò talked about how Savonarola and the other preachers who were stealing his shit (laughs) in the city were... Prophesizing how apocalyptic doom was going to hit the city if sodomy were allowed to continue. Right now, blaming blaming apocalypse on the gays, Ray, right. uh, never goes out of fashion.
0: No. I have to say, no, it
1: does not. I'm pretty sure that at least some preachers in the last few months have been blaming oh. COVID on the gays. Yes, yes. So can I ask real quick? Homosexuals. I'm going to just Google COVID okay. homosexuals here. I'm uh, All right. please do. sure while that uh, won't won't create any problems right. with the ads. that Google Show me. <laughs> uh, what <laughs> while you're doing that,
0: just real quick because you know help help me to help you. Is it the actual act of a man having sex with another man that's the problem, or is it the fact that they're they're just doing? Not living the lifestyle according to what God intended for man to be with woman. Is it the actual act of sex or just turning their backs on God's divine plan of marriage and procreation? I'm just curious. Oh, who the
1: fuck knows? Okay. Ray. It doesn't
0: have to make sense, right? It doesn't have to make sense.
1: But here, no. Here we are. Um, Stephen Andrew, pastor of the USA Christian Church. Here we go which is apparently a virtual internet-based church, but quite frankly, aren't they all these days, right. has declared uh, March 2020 to be Repent of LGBT Sim Month. Right. Um, he says, oh, well, these are good old days. And one of the reasons is the emergence of the coronavirus strain that so far infected 100,000 people around the world. Oh, ah. the good old days when it was only 100,000 people around back the then, world. Yeah. Now, yeah. more than 500,000 people have died of the Jesus. fucking virus. Is that God? Uh, working and a through... South African. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay. a South African Christian pastor back in March also was preaching that the LGBT community had brought the coronavirus down upon the world. Cape Town preacher Oscar Bugart. Who is facing possible jail time because of a 2018 hate speech conviction? You don't say. Claim that God is punishing an immoral world through the pandemic in a series of Facebook posts ahead of the country's 21 day lockdown. In my opinion, the pestilence called COVID 19, aka coronavirus, is the wrath of God, not the David Lee wrath. That's a different wrath of God. <laughs> the Upon this wicked world, right. our governments are wicked, disturbing God's order by allowing and legalizing same-sex marriages and homosexuality, then we think God are happy with us. I,
0: uh, I'm not one to critique God because that's not my thing, but why can't he just punish mm. those who are living against his will versus bitch-slapping all of us?
1: Um, just curious. Mm. I, I well, because we're... We're, we're allowing it to happen. Oh, right. but they're the ones we're doing get, it. We're not rising up and killing the gays. But thou shalt not kill. Um,
0: it's, it's complicated. Mm. It's complicated.
1: Even, right. according to NBC News, uh, in a blog post titled, Is God Judging America Today? a pastor who leads a weekly Bible study group no. for members of President Donald Trump's cabinet. Appeared to blame the coronavirus pandemic on several groups, including those who have a proclivity towards lesbianism and homosexuality. Now listen, say what you want about the homosexual men, Right. Jesus. Right. But when but you leave, when you start attacking the lesbians Leave them
0: alone. Leave the lesbians that's alone.
1: That's ninety three percent of my porn watching activity. Right. Yeah. Now let's do you yeah, 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 I'm gonna take that personal. Yeah. Yeah. The seven percent is the homosexual men, but like the ninety three percent of it.
0: <laughs> what I've got queued up to go right now is the is the ladies, is because I'm trying to learn. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but so is oh. God. Is God working through the Chinese? I just I just want to drill down into this if so possible. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's fine. We don't have to. Uh, oh
1: my god, idiots. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying yes. is it doesn't. Never goes out of fashion. Blaming the gays. It works for uh, apocalypse. Apocalypses. Your numbers
0: go up. You get donations. People um, put um, talk about what you're talking about. I mean, it 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 gets them what they want, which is attention and money. Why would you not do that? I think it's great. <laughs> it's timeless. That's the way I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Amen.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> They're blaming the gays. Now, <clears throat> uh, Niccolo, getting back to Niccolo's letter. Right. He said, God sent this scourge so that we would repent of our sins, especially sodomy, which he wants to be done away with, and that if between now and August we don't correct ourselves, the streets will run with blood such that all of us are frightened, especially me. May God help us. But, he went on, if God didn't want us to fuck men up the ass, yeah. why did he make them look like a ripe peach? Have you seen Michelangelo's David's ass? It is toit. Hello.
0: Toint. Oh, It's it's made out of okay. marble, and I want to stick something up there. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
1: To be fair, he did fill them with poop. So it's quite confusing. It's on a, one hand, a, they look like a ripe peach. Right. On the other hand, they're filled with poop. Yeah. You know, a good enema. Yeah, take care of done. that. And uh, yeah. you're clean and ready to go. Yeah, I'll see you in so, 24 hours.
0: Right, like, right, right, know, right,
1: right, Let's know. face it, a pussy is, you know, right next door to where they pee. <laughs> right. So, you know, they have to clean that up too. It's complicated. You pee with your dick, you have to clean that up before you get some head if you, you're a gentleman. You know what's needed. Uh, so Three holes. Everything needs a bit of cleaning. Three holes. Let's, so let's, yeah. you know, what's a little bit of cleaning for the bum hole? Basic it's, hygiene. I don't know. I'm, but I'm, I'm a courteous obvi- lover. <laughs> right. Obviously, yeah. Some of the rulers of Florence felt the same. On the 3rd of April, just before uh, Lorenzo's death, right, 20 young men had been arrested by the Otto de Guardia, oh. responsible for upholding the public order, all Fuffering. of good families, according to Niccolo.
0: Yeah.
1: One of them, a young guy... Called Mancino, not Mangdino, uh, Mandingo, I mean, right. who was that's a completely different, completely different, different uh, right. story. Right. Mancino said that one of the men who had sodomized him was Poliziano. <gasps> oh. And then. The, there was a sweep of the taverns. Anyone found in the company of a boy was arrested. But we're friends. Now, according to the historian Michael Rock, who I've talked about on the podcast before, I'm not sure if it was... This one or the Caesar one when right. homosexuality in the ancient world has come up. But he's done extensive research on um, bum fucking uh, in the ancient world. That's his thing. Right. He's got a PhD in ancient bum fucking. It's actually <laughs> what it says know. on his, on his certificate. That. He's got it right. up on the wall. I've seen it. Right. Uh, PhD in <laughs> bum fucking in antiquity. He says a, a sodomy was, in, was incredibly common in Florence. By the, he says that in the late 15th century, by the time they reached the age of 30, at least one out of every two men in the city of Florence had been formally um, implicated in sodomy. It's Castro Street. One out of every two yeah. men had been formally implicated. Damn. Half of the men... Of Florence. Let's go to Florence. Formerly right. accused in court of sodomy. And he said by the age of 40, if that wasn't enough, it went up to two out of three. Jesus Christ. Two out of 60% of men by of the learning. age of 40 yeah. <laughs> were involved in sodomy. I mean. <laughs> no wonder I felt a And look, it wasn't gay. World. Right. Right. It wasn't gay. It was just fun. It's like Vegas. Right. The, the same back then was it's not gay if you fuck it and if you fuck it, if you ask fucking Florence. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm stunned. Like, uh, right. I mean, what's going on with the women in Florence? Are they just oh, uh, are they- uptight Christian yes, girls who the Bible. aren't giving it out? But yeah. they've got brothels. They've got prostitutes. Yeah, but there's. We know that Filippo Filippi was hitting the brothels in Florence, right? But I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, they just preferred a little bit of little bit of male ass, I, I guess, or dick. They yeah. were going for the cock. <laughs> I mean, we we know Respect that the we cock. know. Right. Stephen Fry taught me this: that most homosexual men aren't into ass fucking. It's just all about the cock. Yeah. So. Um, You know, a lot of cock-loving yeah. in Florence in the 15th. Like, it's, it's incredible numbers. 60% right. of men. <laughs> 60%!
0: <laughs> I think maybe a I lot mean, of them were congregating in Florence because that was the happening place,
1: maybe. All I have to say about that is... <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> if you're 13 and you're willing, I'll do it yeah brothels probably had boys as well so (laughs) oh my god pedophile
1: yeah oh my god that's uh...
0: that's a power play baby
1: (laughs) yeah maybe that's what it was I want to talk it
0: was a good kiss sir by the way
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah um (laughs) I I I applaud
1: you sir yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Those are stunning. Those are stunning numbers. I want to know more about what was going on. You could
0: read his books, his work. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's drilled uh, down I, into I, it. I will. So, uh, there you go. Uh, I want yeah. to drill down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were drilling down there. I tell you. Yeah. So, but see, again,
0: if you're one of the many poor, you're overtaxed, you're worked, you have no representation, even though there's an illusion of republicanism. I mean, I've got to think that this guy's going around, young guys going around, young, tight, hot guys, I'm going to getting worked up, going around banging each other is not your biggest problem. So you've got to think it's the the elites, the church or whatever that are making this, it sounds like very common thing, a very big issue when it's, you know... They've got a lot more social ills on their plate than just this, but I guess that's what the uh, elite are focused on because it is a sin, and they're working hand in hand with the church. it's yeah. just it's, just, it's, it's lopsided. It, it, their their persecution of this makes no sense to me.
1: Well, <clears throat> looks like they were all in on it too. Yeah, um, everybody's like doing priests, it. yeah, clerics, oh, yeah. the people, the rich, the poor. So, anyway, apparently the preachers who were predicting the apocalypse were pulling all the crowds. Other preachers, just doing the irregular preaching, um, you know, turn the other cheek, uh, oh. uh, blessed be the meek, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they're just saying, People Boring. were just a snore fest. Right. Yeah, people yeah. weren't going to those. Reminds me, we've told the story yeah. on our Cold War show about the... American preachers in the U.S. during the Cold War, during the sort of 30s, 40s, 50s. Oh, yes. Who started preaching about the evils of communism and how right. great capitalism was in the eyes of the Lord. They were the ones that uh, you know, sort of got the big crowds and, and also got a lot of the rich capitalists to come along. They were like, oh, fuck yes. yeah, love that. And let me give you yes. all this money. And so they could build bigger churches and get more people and more people. And all all of the preachers that were going no 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 listen let's just be nice to each other and in fact socialism yeah. and communism probably are more like early Christianity are good because they're all about looking after the people no one turned up to their churches Crickets. they went out of business yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like sensationalist preaching wins wins now wins yeah. then happy clapper churches today same sort of deal it's like and again like Trump in 2016 you know rule number one don't be boring. If right. you want to get a lot of attention, go out there. Say extraordinary, ex- not extraordinary. It's not the word I'm looking for. Extreme. Say uh, sensation, extreme, yeah. sensationalist things. People, even if people think you're an idiot, they're going to tune yeah. in because it's it's yeah. fun. What's he going
0: what? s- to say next? I've got a 30 day plan to defeat ISIS, and they know I do. If you liked me, they're going to be scared. I mean, just fucking idiot. But. No one follows up with a question the 31st day, why is ISIS still around? Because he moves on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Scandal of the day. Outrage of the day. Something for David Markham to post about on Facebook. (laughs) I can't believe! People! (laughs) What is wrong with you Republicans? Oh, God. Every day. Like clockwork. David Markham's outrage post of the day. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Now, you said at the end of our last episode that yeah. the night after his visit to Lorenzo, Savonarola came up with this idea for his next uh, sermon, the sword of the Lord. Well, Lo, the sword of the Lord, soon and swiftly. Yeah. Sword of the Lord. I love that. You've got to love that rhyme. I reckon oh, yeah. that's going to be oh, yeah. Kanye's, when Kanye, during Kanye's presidential campaign. That should be his right. uh, slogan. The sword of the Lord. I think he could work with that.
0: Actually, he dropped out. No! Already? <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it was yesterday. Did he
0: Did he last a, did he not even last a full Scaramucci? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a, almost a hard week.
1: No. But- New York Magazine, 11 hours ago, Kanye hasn't dropped out. He's working oh. to get on the ballot. Well, I saw no. that he was in, on
0: the ballot in one state out west, but uh, he had officially dropped. But, hey, it's Kanye. It doesn't have to make sense. Who knows? <laughs>
1: Who
0: knows? Kim's probably gone. Oh, Jesus
1: yeah, I think, Christ! I anyway. think there was a rumour that he dropped out, but oh, no. Apparently, he's, he's, he's not. Man, he's still. Yeah. he's in it. <laughs> or, or he's not. No one's quite sure. does it really matter. Sword of the Sword of the Lord. Yeah. And of course, uh, then he gave this big Sword of the Lord speech, and that night, as you said in the last yeah. episode, April eighth. 1492, Lorenzo the Magnificent died. Now, within a few hours, the um, Medici family, men and friends took his body, deposited it in San Marco, Mm. Savonarola's headquarters. Right. Where it remained for a day and then the next day there was a funeral parade who took his body to the Basilica of San Lorenzo. Mm Mm-hmm. The church that he was named after, St. Lawrence of Arabia. Right. Named after Lawrence of Arabia, another another homosexual. Um, Nobody mentioned that at the time. Um, For burial in the family tomb. Now, of course, there were going to be signs. Ray, when yeah. a man as great as Lorenzo the Magnificent yeah. dies, oh, let me, there were yeah. signs. There, a bolt of fire was seen crossing the sky, and my favorite one, <laughs> Florence's two caged lions, right. symbols of the city's strength, sure, attacked each other. <clears throat> one was so badly mauled it had to be put to death. Right. So one of the great lions Right. of Florence died. Being attacked by another great lion of Florence. (laughs) Oh, is that a metaphor? The symbolism must have been pretty obvious. Yeah, God sometimes works in mysterious ways, and sometimes he's just out, he's just just putting it out there. Like, listen. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like, listen. One of the great lines of killing, another one dies. Hello, yeah, people. Right. McFly. Hello. <laughs> Do you see what
0: I'm saying here? Anyone? Medical. Anyone? Hello. Yeah. If if I could just for a second bring a little Scientology to this, a bolt of fire across the sky. My people call that lightning. And two lions fighting. I don't know. Are lions known for fighting, attacking? I kind of think they are because they're killing machines. So I'm not shocked. I am sad that Mm -hmm. one of them had to put down. So, again, people are interpreting things this way because they want to because he has got them so worked up. Remember a couple of episodes we were saying he was searching for his shtick? Well, he has found it, and he has turned it up to 11, and these people are— Drinking the Kool Aid, and and they're just seeing everything in a certain light because of his message, and you you get the feeling they want to believe because life is boring, but God's coming or the end times are coming. This is fucking cool as shit.
1: I want to believe in Mulder and Scully, That's right. in UFOs.
0: Mm. I want to believe that children are the future, but we always don't get what we want. <laughs> we don't get what we want.
1: Uh, every day, wrote Niccolò Giardini. Right. Fra Girolamo assures us that we will be visited by God's scourge. The sentence is unalterable. Okay. Now, years later, Savonarola claimed that he predicted this all, the cathedral strike... The vision of God's sword, right. uh, Lorenzo's death. He said, Oh, look, I saw, I knew I saw it all coming. Yeah. I, I, I said it at the time, it was all coming. They said, uh, Well, you got any proof of that? No, but try yeah. to just trust me. People were there. No, he said, Do you
0: have proof that I did not say it? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I said yeah. it.
1: Now Lorenzo's heir was his twenty-year-old son Piero de Medici. Right. No, this. Sorry, Teddy. This isn't. Uh, <laughs> no, no role for you in this, Teddy. <laughs> I can do it. Just go give back. Chance. To, go back to the mailroom, Teddy. <laughs> All right. Figure out what the HS code is <laughs> for a recorded. A uh, twistable USB stick for me, will you? Because I have to apparently put a fucking customs form on every fucking envelope with a tiny little USB stick that I send to customers of the film <laughs> overseas, and I cannot, for the life of me, get the Australia Post website to accept the HS code for right. this product. It's driving yeah, me yeah. batshit crazy. Anywho, could you say that Australian again? I got to write
0: it down. Do you have a pen?
1: Yeah. Just fuck off, Teddy. <laughs> um, okay. Piero de' Medici knew nothing about banking. No. Didn't give a shit about banking. Boring. He gave a shit about horses. Yeah. Whores? Sorry. sorry. Fancy dresses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> playing football. Right. And showing off his body and his oh, good looks.
0: God. Ah, to be 20 again. <laughs> Mm.
1: Basically, he's, he's us. All he cares about <laughs> is uh, looking good. How do I
0: look? How do I look? Do I look good? Do what? I look good? Living oh, yeah. large. Do like this? Yeah. yeah. Look at this. Mm. Sorry. Sorry.
1: According to people who were in the room, apparently on his deathbed, Lorenzo urged Piero to seek counsel from the reigning kings, the monarchs, the oligarchy of Florence and and their partners, their uh, allies in the region.
0: Somebody.
1: Anybody.
0: (laughs) Not Teddy, but But anybody
1: else. He was worried that Piero wouldn't listen. He already knew that he was... Vain right. and right. headstrong, and he was right to worry because within a year of Lorenzo's death, <sighs> yeah. the leading elites of Florence were turning against Piero. He had distanced himself from the elders, to the exact opposite <laughs> of what his father told him to do. Right, right, I yeah. get it. Don't talk to the <laughs> oligarchs. And uh, no, no, you're not understanding. Take advice. Oh, I get it. Don't take advice. They—they <laughs> they obviously wanted to, you know, give him advice, curb his instincts, right. and he was like, "Motherfucker, do you know who <laughs> I am? <laughs> bling bling. I'm Eric Trump, bitch." <laughs> um, or Donald Trump, even. Right, <laughs> third matter. generation. It works either way. Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, he's fourth generation, really, Cosimo. Uh, Piero so, the Gouty. So Baron Trump. Uh, Lorenzo and Piero the uh, Useless. Right. I think that's actually techn- literally his name, isn't it? It's uh, Piero il Fatuo. Fatuo. Hmm. The Unfortunate. That Piero so the Unfortunate is his so, uh, so name. Or the, the, the Fatuous. Right. Piero the uh, fatuous, the uh, pointless, basically. <laughs> Piero the pointless. <laughs> oh, that's harsh, really. Yeah. Yeah. Could be the gallery. Uh, Piero di yeah. Lorenzo de Medici detto il faccio e io sfortunato. Oh my God. Uh, uh, los fortunato, o los fortunato, ellos, lo sfortunato, or lo sfortunato, not io low. I am uh, three weeks into my Italian lessons now, so I recognise some of those words. Yeah, Some of those words. I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning, lay in bed uh, translating the front page of uh, La Repubblica, the the main newspaper in Rome. Nice. Uh, La Repubblica's murder story, some cops, some Americans, uh, about some restaurants going broke in Rome. Just train, that's what part of my uh, daily exercises now is to translate good for you. some news, and I'm watching. I'm watching uh, Community in Italian <laughs> with Italian subtitles <laughs> uh, as right. part of it too. You're immersing yeah, part yourself. Part of the immersion program, yeah, okay. immersing, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for and you. And we had our first call. We've got we've got a guy. We're doing a weekly uh, Skype call with an Italian guy. Right. Lives in Melbourne. Native oh. Italian speaker, just just to catch up with him once a week and just to someone to speak Italian to right. where we he's uh you know uh That's doesn't cool. mind that we fuck up make mistakes so uh I gotta I gotta reach out to Lisa Tucci, gotta do some stuff with Lisa Tucci and um we've got some of our other Italian speaking listeners. If our Italian speaking listeners out there want to help Chrissy and I learn Italian, let me know and you know maybe do yeah? a call with you every once in a while and you can. Uh, uh, help us practice. Yeah, cool. Anywho, um, where was I? Oh yeah, Piero, dumb dumb, Piero. Um, he preferred to surround, him, surround himself with the Novus Homo, um, mm-hmm. and not not the sodomites, different right. kind of homo. The new men, right, raised to wealth and power by his father, and they're basically just going to agree with him. Huzzah! Yeah, he just wants guys yes, around him. Do you have? Suck ups. Have you watched The Great yet? The Gr- no, I have not. On Netflix. Oh my god, uh, you want a great show? Watch The Great. It's okay. um, about Catherine the Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, made by an Aussie Aussie guy oh. uh, created it and makes it, but terrific cast and uh, it's not historically accurate at sure. all. Sure. But it's it's really fucking funny and uh, and uh, good, very entertaining. But one of Peter's uh, Emperor Peter's favorite things to say is "Cesar." He's, he's, he's a clip and say "Cesar" and smash his glass. <coughs> <laughs> Huzzah! Oh. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yes. Huzzah! 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 It's become Chrissy and I's, uh, <laughs> Chrissy and my, Chrissy and I's. Did I say that? Chrissy and my's, my, okay. Me and Chrissy's, right. my and Chrissy, Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy and.
0: Say it in Italian. It's our. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Noe. 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 Yeah, it's our favourite saying now. It's huzzah (laughs) when everything happens.
0: Yeah, don't throw anything down because Fox will do it. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? I don't know. Huzzah. Yeah, yeah. He wants to surround himself with yes men, just like Peter the the not-so-great in um, the TV show. Um, His younger brother... Giovanni was uh, not involved in politics, A, because he was only 16, and B, was already a cardinal, <laughs> so <laughs> he was a car- He became a cardinal when he was
0: 14, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, because, He's, you know, busy. who do you want more? Who's, who's going to be a better cardinal than a 14-year-old rich kid? Yeah. Seriously.
0: I, w- I want my cardinal, my my spiritual leader, to be able to go on a swing with me. That's what I want. So you get a 14-year-old in there. That's that's. I feel better.
1: Yeah. I thought you were going to say go swinging with <laughs> they you. They would do that too, but that's in his mid-30s. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, all right. In hmm. his 60s. Yeah, young Giovanni is uh, a cardinal, obviously, part of the deal that I think Lorenzo did yes. with Pope Innocent, the 8th. Uh, a little bit of a nudge and a wink. You know, they've always wanted... The Medici have always wanted to get themselves established. They don't want to be mere bankers yeah. and uh, politicians. They want to be genuine aristocracy. Right. And they, One of the ways of doing that is getting into the upper echelons of the church. You want a cardinal in the family. You want a pope in the family. And then you want to marry into royalty, real, real fucking royalty, not just the Orsini, but real royalty. Yeah. Um, And that is all to come in their future. I mean, this is the first part of it, Giovanni being a cardinal.
0: Well, if he could be a cardinal at age 14, I mean, there's a – a chance that one day over the years, if he doesn't die from the plague, that he could become Pope. So again, the, the, the Medici always play the long game. They get this guy in young, plenty of opportunities to, to watch older Popes die. And maybe, just maybe, if they place enough money around, they'll get what they want.
1: And of course, it didn't take long, and he was the Pope, but that <laughs> comes later. Right. Now, in his sermon of October 21st, 1492, Savo reminded the people of Florence that... For two years and three months, he had been preaching about the coming apocalypse that was going to happen any day now. And they all said, well, then where the fuck is it? Because, you know, two years and three months, we've been waiting, and it's still not here. And he said, hey, it'll come when it comes. Shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. Are you questioning God? Because to me... It sounds like your cock asses yeah. are uh, questioning God. So shut the fuck up and sit down. But he was he, he did say things like, I know the scourge is coming and I can tell you a little bit about it. But I, I'm not really haven't been I haven't got the email yet about the details. But trust me, it's coming. And I think that's a, a salesman's I think it's a pretty good move for a salesman. Look, you just keep listening to me. It's coming. I don't know when. I don't know the details, so don't press me too hard on it. But just keep showing up every Sunday, and we'll watch this thing together. That's a pretty smart move.
1: He did say that uh, there were. You just had to know how to read the signs, right? There were plenty of uh, oh, plenty of bad signs. If he knew where to look, right? They asked him for some examples. He said, "Well." Look, for example, outside in the cold distance, a wildcat did growl. Two riders were approaching, and the wind began to howl. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he picked up his guitar, Wham-a-wham. servo.
0: Yeah. Oh, the the other part of what he said, because he had been there for two years and three months, he and his were getting better at spotting the good and evil in people. So if you pressed him to your heart, he could probably look at you and go, you need to repent, mm. you need to fast, mm. you need to go pray, mm. you need to get your shit straight with God, because God's coming, baby. Shit like that.
1: Mm. Put you on the defensive.
0: I think I pulled something. But,
1: but <laughs> not for the first time in this episode. <laughs> now, the uh, there were signs, obviously, Lorenzo the Magnificent dying was right. seen they as went, ominous Yeah, um, by the people, even not though good. he was getting on. He yeah. was getting on. Yeah. Then, not long after... Pope Innocent VIII died in July 1492, oh, right. followed by the election of the notoriously corrupt Cardinal Rodrigo Borgia, who became Pope Alexander. The sixth. Now, his yeah. uncle Pope Calixtus the right. third had fast tracked him as a cardinal at age twenty five, <clears throat> in the same way that Giovanni right. de Lorenzo de Medici has been fast tracked. Now, uh, even though he wasn't a priest, had no religious training, but quite frankly, leave that leave that shit to the plebs. <laughs> uh, Rich and powerful. Detail. Don't need to worry about that kind. You, know, you, don't, need, you don't need to have any religious yeah. training to be a cardinal. I, I'm executive. Like I'm an executive. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop Ambrose of Milan had no religious training and he excommunicated Theodosius <laughs> and turned the Roman Empire into a religious theocracy. So yeah. if he can do that with right. no religious training, what the fuck do I need religious training for?
0: Right man, right job, right
1: time. When uh, Borgia became Pope... His seventeen-year-old illegitimate son Cesare Borgia, right, the guy who inspired the Prince by Machiavelli, mm. some years later, right, inherited the post of being second Archbishop of Valencia. Yeah, oh. and uh, we will have a lot to say about Cesare Borgia later on in the series, and of Machiavelli, of course. Of the 27 cardinals who were alive in the closing months of the reign of Innocent Eighth, 10 were cardinal nephews, <coughs> that is, nephews of the Pope. Right. Eight had been nominated by various kings. Four were Roman nobility, and one had been given a cardinalate. Uh, as sort of a reward for his family's service uh, to the Vatican. Only four were career churchmen I'm, I'm out pick- of twenty-seven.
0: Picking up on a theme here. I'm not sure quite what it is, but I feel like there's a thread running through
1: that. Huh. Yeah, so maybe maybe Savonarola had a point. <laughs> yeah. I think is the theme oh, here. I think wrong. it's what you call a stack deck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's not wrong about most of what he's doing until he kind of goes over the deep edge. This guy's got very admirable ideas. Um, it just It's just mm. where he goes with it. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. Now, it was rumored but not proven mm-hmm. that Borgia had succeeded in buying the largest number of votes. No. And one of the other candidates, a, a member of the Sforza family uh-huh. <coughs> of Milan... Was bribed by Borgia with four mule loads of silver. Damn,
0: that's a lot. <laughs> Damn. Is it? It is. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Is it, yeah, it's a lot of silver. I, I have no mm-hmm. my my ability to reckon the value well, like, of a mule load of silver is uh, it's not like great.
0: Two shit tons of mule. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, what that's all I'm saying. That's all.
1: Um. Johann Burkhard, who was the master of ceremonies for the conclave of the cardinals uh, and and sort of was a a leading member of the papal household for several popes, wrote in his diary that the 1492 conclave was a particularly expensive (coughs) campaign, a bit like the uh, US presidential election. Yes. Uh, One of the candidates, Della Roveri, was bankrolled to the cost of 200,000 gold ducats by King Charles VIII of France Damn. and another 100,000 supplied by the Republic of Genoa. He lost, <laughs> but l- later on became Pope Julius II, so oh, they didn't give up. It worked out, you know, eventually. He, you know, it's like a presidential campaign. People chuck a lot of money in yeah. and, have to, you know, you might have to have a couple of cracks at it Yeah, yeah. before you can buy yourself a pope, buy yourself a president. Damn. Um, Giovanni de' Medici, Lorenzo's uh, youngest son, is said to have uh, warned everybody after the election of Rodrigo Borgia, mm-hmm. now we are in the power of a wolf, oh. the most rapacious perhaps that this world has ever seen and if we do not flee he will inevitably devour us all now he's 16 years old giovanni
0: he's yeah he's worldly. he's
1: call- And he's calling the new pope a rapacious wolf but now so privately. it's not it's not just uh, savonarola right who's right. Uh, criticizing here you know it's it's fairly widespread and they and you know he's still got elected pope even though he was uh, had a reputation for being pretty fucking evil
0: right but at the same time giovanni's got to be careful because alexander the 6 pope alexander can make his life a living hell no pun intended so he he might be he might be warning people but maybe he's doing it in private correspondence i don't know but uh the, the medici still have to be careful of this new pope because he can ruin their plans as far as giovanni is concerned so trod tenderly.
1: Now, shit's falling apart in other ways as well. Uh, You may recall that 40 years earlier, when the Ottomans had conquered Constantinople and were going to overrun the rest of Europe, including Italy, uh, the the Italian states had done a deal, the piece of Lodi, to put their shit behind them. Right. And uh, all get along. And if... And I'm sorry, I I was just going to say real quick, and if
0: I remember correctly, Lorenzo spent considerable time, diplomatic uh, currency and actual real currency keeping trying to keep that piece of Lodi together because that was their one, certainly the best way to protect themselves from outside influences, uh, not just from the east, but from any other direction. And two, you know, as long as there's no war going on in Italy, it helps with business. So I think he spent a lot of time uh, trying to work on that, maintain that. And now he. Is gone, and his twenty or twenty-two year old son, whatever, has no idea what he's doing.
1: Yeah, this is what this is what happened at the end of the Party Conspiracy, mm. and uh, he ended up going to war with the Pope at the time, and all of that kind of stuff. And then they did a deal, to, yeah. basically because the they thought the Turks were coming, and they needed to you know back each other up, and it had lasted. For you know, forty odd years, That's not bad. which was a big deal because yes. they'd been fighting each other constantly before that. Forty years of peace, in which everyone could make some money.
0: Yeah,
1: but it's starting to fall apart. In fourteen ninety, Pope Innocent the Eighth had called upon the twenty-year-old French King Charles the Eighth, Chucky the Eighth, <laughs> Chucky Eight, as he was known. <laughs> Um, actually, he was known as the Affable, which oh. I don't know if that's a good nickname. Charles the Affable, uh, Affable. Who wants to be Affable? No, you want to be Chucky the Chucky the terrifying? Yeah, yeah or Chucky the Chucky the ass kicker. Right, Chucky the, <laughs> the terror. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Something I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's actually a, a line in in uh, the Great uh, Peter. Peter is trying to work out what his <laughs> nickname should be. Dick. and. Uh, you know, somebody says the, everyone loves the terrors. Why don't you go with the terror? <laughs> the, everyone loves the terrors. Because um, uh, he's complaining about how good. And they they call Peter the Great his father in it, but he wasn't. He was his grandfather. But they right. fuck with the history. It's yeah. not. It's not historic. Well, it's Actually, idea. the the, the so. opening the, <laughs> the opening titles of the show say the Great, and then it puts a little asterisk beside it, and then under it it says. Occasionally, uh, based on fact, <laughs> it's, uh, at least they're honest. Good for which, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's highly entertaining, though. I highly recommend it. It's a okay. lot of fun. Cool. Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, the Pope was uh, trying to convince the French King to uh, take back Naples. They had an Ooh. old claim to Naples, and uh, you know, they the, the Pope wasn't getting along with the with the. Uh, 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 guys that were running, uh, who, were the, who was it was um, Alfonso, the Aragonese, I think, the, yeah. that had taken yeah. um, Naples. So um, you know, people, the the exiled barons of Naples had been trying to get Charles to do that since yeah. he became king in 1483 at the age of fourteen. I can do it. Right. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Teddy. Uh, we don't need you, Teddy. But uh, <laughs> Charles, right? king of the age of 14, I mean, uh, yeah. what the fuck, people? Well, see, Seriously.
0: Well, see, the thing is his main advisor, a Calabrian hermit, um, wanted war in the east you've got these naples these nobles from naples living in france wanting uh, the guy kicked out you've got the uh, the pope wanting so so he's being pulled in different directions and he's still a kid so he he wisely doesn't declare war on people he grows up he learns he, he learns the ropes he gets a little maturity under him and now that he's older and he's looking for an opportunity he's just got to wait for the right time because there's way too many players on the Board. and if they do coalesce against him, it could it could end very quickly. So now that he's older and a little wiser, he's just waiting for the right time, and Lorenzo dying certainly is going to make his life easier, because as we said, he was the one who was working to keep the piece of Lodi together for many years.
1: Did you uh, look up the Calabrian hermit, Francesco de Paola?
0: No, please tell me he wasn't some kind of freak, but I don't have any details on him. Well, no, see, no, because... <laughs> So tell me about Francesco da Paola.
1: A lot of good stories about this guy. Um, Moderate? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, more magical. Um, He was a vegan, loved animals like his namesake, Francis of Assisi. good for him. Apparently, uh, once had a favourite pet trout, as you do, (laughs) that was stolen from out of its pond by a priest. Bitch. Who cooked it. And then ate it. Francis noticed it was missing, asked around, figured out this priest had taken it, went to the priest's house, knocked on the door. Priest comes out. He goes, hey, you see my fish? He goes, oh, yeah. Where is it? He goes, I just ate it. He goes, uh, give it back to me. He goes, I can't. I just ate it. And he goes, well, you know, is Why? there anything left? He goes, oh, there's just the scraps, the bones, the skin. Give me that. Gave him the bones in the skin. Mm-hmm. Francesco uh, put them back in the pool, <gasps> said a little prayer to Jesus. Right. The <laughs> trout came back to life. <laughs> I love happy endings. That's so cute. But oh, not only oh, could he do that with trouts. Right. He also had a pet lamb. Right. I th- okay. Uh, All right. Being in need of food the workmen some workmen uh, caught and slaughtered God francis's it. pet lamb right? martinello oh, roasting it in their lime kiln oh, that good. they were eating when francis approached them looking for the lamb right they told him they had eaten it francis had a little <laughs> lamb its fleece was white as snow
0: <laughs> it tasted good with some uh, carrots <laughs> and potatoes
1: and uh, mint sauce <laughs> They told him they had eaten, it's making me hungry, Yeah, having no other food. He asked what they had done with the fleece and the bones. They told him they had thrown them into the furnace. God. Francis walked over to the furnace, looked into the fire, and called, Martinello, come out. The lamb jumped out completely untouched, (laughs) bleating happily on seeing his master. And seen. Then he woke up. (laughs) Woke up from the string. Now, right? I don't know why people say Christians are uh, stupid <laughs> because these stories are quite believable. He also <laughs> was once refused passage across a strait right. by a boatman. So he laid his cloak on the water, tied one end of it to his staff to make a sail, stood on it <laughs> and sailed across the strait. If Columbus can do it. I can that, do it. Right. That is why today he is the patron saint of boatmen, mariners, naval officers, and bullshit artists. Right. I would like to and include lambs in as
0: well. and trout. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my god! I mean, come on! It didn't happen. <laughs> it probably didn't happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm skeptical.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: So this is the guy yeah. advising like, the fifteen-year-old king,
1: war in yeah, the east yeah. against
0: the infidels.
1: I mean, quite frankly, if he can make his uh, yeah. burned uh, Just, corpse of his pet lamb come back to life, I'm going to believe him too. He,
0: well, he can go there by himself and smite the infidels. He doesn't need an army. Hey,
1: yeah, what did you need an, do an army need? for? If you can pull that kind of shit, yeah,
0: yeah, kill Good them. Point, right? But anyway, point. yeah, I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, five years after he became king, young Charles uh, agreed to help Ludovico Sforza, right. Ludo the Moor, Il Moro, as he was known, um, as opposed to you, who's known as Il Morono. <laughs> that's different. Uh, the region of Milan right, to occupy Genoa ah. in return for harbour rights in Milan for French ships. Yeah. So he's already got the ability to sail an army into Italy. Right. Which is uh, a pretty big deal. Yeah. But before he could actually invade Italy, he had to do some work back at home, secure his throne, buy off some potential enemies. But at last, in 1491, he announced his intention to exercise his claim to Naples. Yes now Lorenzo would have probably had something to say about that oh, yeah uh, he would have pulled together an italic league yeah, to prevent the French getting in. We know that the Medici in Florence had a complicated relationship with the French um, you know they had sort of a tradition of all being Guelphs together yeah but uh, they they didn't really want the French to get too close. Right. To exercising power, but then Lorenzo dies in 1492, and then Savonarola's "Sword of the Lord" sermon that we <laughs> talked about—he <laughs> he later claimed it was a it was a prophecy that the Lord had given oh. him of the French invasion. And then I said, still illuminated by God, that one like Cyrus was going to cross the mountains. He of whom Isaiah wrote. Thus saith the Lord to my Christ Cyrus, whom he has taken by the hand that he might subdue nations before him and undo the might of kings and open the gates before him and no gates would be shut. I will go before you and humble the proud of the world. I will break down the bronze gates and cut through iron bars. I will give you hidden treasures laid up in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord. The God of Israel who calls you by name for the sake of Jacob, my servant, and Israel, my chosen. So, um, yeah, yeah, the Christ, my, my Christ Cyrus, uh, you want to explain that to us, Ray, as our uh, my, former official Catholic of the show?
0: My Christ Cyrus, uh, all I know is Cyrus mm. the Great of the... Uh, Achaemenid Empire, the first Persian Empire. I don't know any guy named Christ Cyrus or Cyrus Christ or Christ the Cyrus or Cyrus the Christ.
1: Well, you should do because we've talked about it, Uh I'm pretty sure, in the past. Is that me? Uh, Is that you? Cyrus, Isaiah called Cyrus Christ. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So... Help me understand. Like God nowadays is using COVID to punish us for not punishing the gays. God is using mm. Charles the Eighth of France to bring mm-hmm. war and destruction onto Florence and Italy in general for their wanton ways. The church is corrupt. The rich are mm-hmm. corrupt. The the press are the poor are being oppressed. And so, even though he's been talking about this for two years, he really didn't know the details. But now he feels pretty confident in saying that. Charles VIII is the Cyrus that I was talking about the whole time, I, even though I didn't know I was mentioning him specifically. He is now coming to fulfill the prophecy that God gave me. So the sword of the Lord well, is of course,
1: coming. Yeah. Getting back to Cyrus, he was, yeah. uh, Christ just means Messiah, as you know because you've seen my film. He's the only non-Jewish figure oh. in the Bible to be called a Messiah. Right. Huh. Hmm. He's important. Mm. Yeah. Yes, Savo was saying, well, when I said Cyrus, when I was quoting Isaiah, you know, I was obviously uh, referencing the fact that the French king would come and smite the Lord's enemies. Now, of course, you might be asking yourself, well, why doesn't the Lord just smite them himself? Mm. Or uh, send angels to do it like he did uh, to Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. That was a good one, and uh, uh, quite honestly, I don't have an answer to that. Um, it's a terrific question. He's a Francophile. Um <laughs> uh, Maybe. I don't know. What is God waiting for? Why does He need a, a human to do this kind of stuff? Um, well, can't say. I well, mean, we right. we you know we know that Jesus brought a, a heavenly army to help Constantine win the battle. Of Milvin Bridge right. against Maxentius. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't he send Jesus in an army now to defeat our enemies?
0: Yeah.
1: I, uh, oh, shit, look over there. Uh, Take off running. Did I tell you I bought a boat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's a really. Come along, I'll show it to hey. you. Teddy, <laughs> get those photos of my boat. Show these people the photos of my boat. I,
0: I do know that in October of 1492, whenever Saba was being criticized, he would simply say, and this is so beautiful because how do you refute it? I place my trust in God. So if you attack him or you attack what he's saying, then, then his natural response is going to be, so you don't trust God. That's what I'm hearing. How do you refute something like that, especially when the people are all worked up into this relig- religious fervor? It's a brilliant comeback, and so he doesn't really have
1: to answer to anything. And now he can say, "I'll tell you, he's the guy." No, I'll tell you how you do it. Okay, you say, "Savo, yeah. Savo, mate, Savo, I think you're full of shit, Savo." <gasps> That's what I'm saying. Right. I think you're full of shit, not God. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you're full of shit, Savo. Right. That's what I'm saying. But. Yeah.
0: Would it be fair to say that near the end of 1492, it's almost to the point that he could point at you on Fifth Avenue with a gun or at least point at you for that, and, and maybe some of his followers or yeah. the fans would kill you, yeah. tear you apart.
1: Yeah. He know. could shoot me in the middle of Fifth Avenue
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and still would, win
1: the polls. Right. Nobody yeah. would do anything. Because he's getting to be that All much right, of a rock well, star. Yeah. 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 I think that's where we'll end episode 98. Papa Bear, Eight. time is up. Uh, we'll be back next week with um, the fall of Florence next week. All right. On this here show.
0: What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> I feel dirty and not in a good way. I'm holding it up with my penis actually. Crocodile Rock. Here I come, ladies. (coughs) Don't move, hold still. I can do it all day long.